J.M. and the A.M. at thir- uh, 7.38 in the morning as uh, we continue. Uh, Alex Rivchin is with us live via telephone. He is the author of a book entitled The Anti-Israel Agenda, Inside the Political War on the Jewish State. Alex was born in Kiev. His family left the Soviet Union in 1987 when he was three. He attended Sydney Boys High School, went on to study law and politics at the University of New South Wales. Uh, worked for a member of the NSW Legislative Council as a researcher and speechwriter before practicing law at two of the world's largest law firms. Served as spokesman for the Zionist Federation UK. Was awarded a prestigious Israel Research Fellowship to work as a research fellow and staff writer at a Jerusalem-based think tank. After five years abroad in 2013, he returned to Australia and joined the Executive Council of Australian Jury as Director of Public Affairs. He's a member of the Jewish Diplomatic Corps. Alex Rivchin, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Great to be with you. I appreciate that. Uh, the Anti-Israel Agenda is the name of the book, Inside the Political War on the Jewish State. It, it sounds like a topic that many of us have addressed before, not to minimize the work that it took for you to put this together, uh, which leads to the question, why did you write the book? Well, look, I've written a great deal, as have many others about various facets of the political war, about events in the United Nations, about the decline in support among social democratic political movements in the West, about events in the news media, campuses, and so on. And it occurred to me that there is no one single consolidated work which spans the full breadth of civil society, all levels of government, takes an international approach and looks at exactly how this political war has come about, what forces led to it, and how it's played out, by whom and to what end. But in a deeper sense, I suppose what motivated this, you alluded to my Soviet origins, to my upbringing. When you come from a place where our people are denied basic human rights, where we're subjected to institutional racism, and now living freely in the West and being free to speak up and call out this injustice, and that's what this political war is. It's an inherent injustice. It's an attack on Jewish rights. And I feel compelled to speak out about it. Um, are things much different today than when you were much younger in the Soviet Union? Meaning the anti-Israel agenda, which we're familiar with and which never goes away, is it much different now than 25 years ago? Not really. 25 years ago is round about the time that it really kicked off. It was after the Yom Kippur War when the Palestinians realized that Israel could not be vanquished by force that they set about trying to internationalize the conflict. And since that time, we've seen it played out over and over again in international forums. We saw the Zionism as racism resolution, which was really the entry of the Palestinians onto the international stage back in 1975. And since then, their agenda, their destructive agenda, has permeated through every facet of civil society. Local governments, town halls, state legislatures, federal governments, multilateral bodies, trade unions, churches... All that's happened really is that the number of councils, for example, that boycott Israel has escalated greatly, or the situation on university campuses has escalated further. But really, this war's been happening for a long time now. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with what goes on in the United States, and obviously we're much more familiar uh, with what's happening on this side of the world. Uh, the BDS movement and the campus movement, as you've just discussed, in that regard is, uh, is pretty hot at the moment. What's happening on your side of the world? Is it very similar? Do you find that basically what Jews on campus go through over here is very similar to what their young people are going through over there? It's worse here. 
uh, towards the United States. So I look at what's happening on the, on the U.S. campus and it makes me shudder a little bit because I know that in 10, 15 years' time, inevitably, the same will be happening in Australia. But a lot of the trends are, are already playing out in Australian campuses. So a couple of years ago, I took one of the contributors to my book, Colonel Richard Kemp, who commanded the British forces in Afghanistan. I took him to deliver a guest lecture at a university in my hometown of Sydney on a topic with no connection to Israel at all. He was there to speak about modern warfare generally. And within minutes, the lecture was stormed by anti-Israel activists with megaphones who accused Kemp of supporting child killing and genocide because of his support for Israel. And they shut the lecture down. And I know that here in the United States, it's basically gotten to the point where someone who self-identifies as a Zionist, someone who dares speak up for Israel and the Jewish people, will not be given a platform on an American campus. And that is just an appalling, deplorable situation. It's an assault not just on Jewish rights, but on basic academic freedom. So a lot of the trends are quite similar, and they're quite similar across the Western world. And that's really a symptom of the internationalization of the conflict, as I said. So what's happening here is happening in the UK, in European campuses. Sometimes it's, it's more marked and, um, you know, there's flashpoints at various places. But broadly, in the Western world, uh, the trends and the manifestations are quite similar. Alex Rifchin is with us, R-Y-V-C-H-I-N. He's author of The Anti-Israel Agenda, Inside the Political War on the Jewish State. One of the most valuable things about your book, in my opinion, is we're always trying to convince people, regular people, so to speak, how much of an influence they could have, whether it's calling into radio shows or speaking on their own local uh, you know, campuses or with uh, representatives of other religions, etc., uh, and just, you know, helping to, you know, getting the information out there and helping to um, take on these uh, uh, anti-Israel people uh, head on. Is, it, is this one of the one of the missions that you felt you were going to fulfill, you know, providing a regular person, so to speak, with the arsenal necessary to get out there and fight for Israel? Absolutely. Absolutely. This book, to me, every Jew, every friend of Israel should have a copy of this book on their shelf to use it to become a better advocate and a better activist. And that's why Governor Mike Huckabee has called it the most important book on Israel, since Alan Dershowitz's case for Israel. This is really, I view it as a successor text to that. And it's really crucial to understanding exactly what is happening in international forums, to understand why the media reports Israel in a certain way, the forces that brought that about, you know, why UN bodies pass certain resolutions. And this book really provides the history, the context, the facts, the events that are occurring, and it's really essential reading. But my hope is that it will go beyond merely the Jewish world. Um, I wanted to reach a mainstream audience, and this week it went on sale in Barnes & Noble. It's been selling strongly on Amazon. And I'm counting on the Jewish world to act as the base of support to amplify the message of this book and make sure that it gets into the mainstream as well. Alex Rifchin is the author of The Anti-Israel Agenda. He is the book entitled, I should say, The Anti-Israel Agenda. He hasn't authored the actual agenda. Uh, <laughs> he is public affairs director of the Executive Council of Australian Jury. Are you in the United States now? I am. I'm in New York. And if someone would like uh, you to address their congregation or their group or their, uh, I don't know, Israel advocacy gathering, uh, how, sure. can they, how can they reach you? Look, the best way is through the website, alexrifchin.com. And they can find my contact details there, or the book's website is antiisraelagenda.com. They can reach me that way as well. They can also see all the buying options for the book, read reviews, publicity, and all that. It's all there. Um, 
do you do you feel that? And I I love to you know include some positive things when we have a conversation like this. Uh, yeah. Do you get the feeling that with all the as much as we see the anti-Israel movement and um, how accelerated it's become in this, especially in these days of social media, uh, do you find some solace? Do you do you get some nachas, so to speak, when you see world leaders, including those from Africa, other areas in the Middle East, Asia, etc., coming to Israel? Uh, begging, quote-unquote, for the Israeli technology, uh, trying to forge a relationship with Israeli leadership. Uh, is, is that a hopeful sign for you? Look, it's very good. And you want to see Israel as engaged as possible with the world. And you're absolutely correct. They're turning more to Asia. Right now, Israel does more trade with India, China, and Japan than with the United States. It's exploring new markets in Africa all the time. This is great stuff, of course. But the anti-Israel agenda, the political war against it, is really waged in, in the Western world. And in spite of Israel's deepening ties with the East and the developing world, it doesn't really overcome a lot of the problems that are faced in the West. So it really needs to work in parallel, absolutely expand into those new markets, but it needs to address what's happening in the United Nations, in the media, on campuses, in mainline churches in this country as well, in trade unions, because it could find itself in a position five, ten years down the track where it's increasingly economically isolated in spite of exploring those new markets. And even more dangerous is that the next generation, the people who are on campuses right now or consuming social media right now, the only Israel they know is an Israel that is characterized as inherently evil, apartheid, genocidal, colonialist. And you think about what sort of policies that generation will then adopt towards Israel when they're in a position of power. And it's quite chilling. But I do see some hope, and I think it's important to note that. Things can change. So the United Nations, which was this den of iniquity for so long, seeing your ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, right. she has made a world of difference there. Yep. And she's done it basically by just speaking plainly and honestly and calling out injustice and double standards. And it goes to show that no matter how bleak things look in any of these sectors that my book addresses, it takes good people to stand up, speak the truth, slowly build support, and you can change things in a very significant way. By the way, some of your leaders, some of your leaders in Australia over the last few years have also been very outspoken and friendly and helpful in this regard. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Australia and Israel have a wonderful relationship that goes back to 1947, really. Australia was at the heart of the UN General Assembly resolution that recommended partition and a two-state solution at that time. Um, and relations have only deepened since. But we have much the same problem that you have here, which is that traditional bipartisan support, where whether you're a Democrat or Republican, Israel was not a divisive issue. That is now eroding. That's slipping away. It's happening right. here and it's happening back home. And as I said, it's the symptom of the conflict in, in international arenas throughout the world. The book is called The Anti-Israel Agenda, Inside the Political War on the Jewish State. We are highly recommending it. It's Alex Rifchin from Australia, who's the author. His last name is spelled R-Y-V-C-H-I-N. He's in the United States this week until Thursday. If you want to speak with him directly or have him come and address your group, you should be in touch with him, and you could just search The Anti-Israel Agenda, Inside the Political War on the Jewish State, or search his name. You'll see his website. Look forward to meeting you in Australia one day, Alex. Absolutely. Come visit us. It's a great place. Thank I, you very much for having me. I greatly appreciate that. A pleasure having you. Again, the anti-Israel agenda inside the political war in the Jewish state. Alex Rifchin here at JM in the AM. More coming up 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. You're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> 